Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Sacred Waters podcast. I'm the muse of Sacred Waters, and today we're talking about um, a method I use for dream interpretation and going through an example. Um, if you want to know more about Sacred Waters, you can find us on Instagram at Sacred Waters LIC or on our website, which is sacredwaterslic.com. So hello, everybody. Today we're going to do a dream interpretation. And my amazing friend Cynthia has agreed to um, use one of her dreams as an example. And there are other um, podcasts and recordings where you can learn more about how to do this or why we do it this way or what it means. But for today, we're just going to do the example with Cynthia. So Cynthia, do you want to say a little bit about you and all the cool things you do and then um, whenever you're ready you can let us know how your dream went okay so I am Sin I live in New York I'm a longtime listener um, I do energy healing here but I had this dream that uh, I woke up in a panic like in my dream I had to tell myself in the dream, wake up. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was like, if you just wake up, it'll all be over, is what I told myself in the dream to wake myself up. I, uh, uh, the dream started with um, me, what I think was my parents' house, but it's not their current house. It, I just, it felt like, and I was in California, and I see my husband cross the street to go with a friend um, to the neighbor's house. And then all of a sudden I see him running back and saying, oh, it's getting closer. And I realize when he says it's getting closer that he's talking about wildfires. Wildfires are like really rampant in California during like, you know, certain seasons because it's dry. And so the fire Uh, was starting to come closer and I'm like okay I was like maybe we should talk to everybody about getting them ready to evacuate and he's like yeah we probably should so we're kind of looking there and all of a sudden we just turn back around to look at the neighbor's house before we enter my parents house and um, we just see two people running out of that house with like a bag and when I say a bag like a trash like a small little not like a grocery store bag (laughs) worth of their belongings because that's all they could get out just running out of their house as their house completely gets engulfed by flames. Then we go inside and say, Hey, the fire is really, really close, but like everybody and their mother was in this house. Like people that didn't like old coworkers, high school people. I went to high school with uh, Mm -hmm. everyone was in this house and everybody was just very chill. And I was really the only one kind of saying, hey, we need to go. This fire is like right across the street. We're gonna like, we gotta go get your stuff packed. Um, Jonathan, uh, my husband just decided to go around and like help people get their stuff. And then I went to go after my parents to get them ready to evacuate. And I go to my mom and my dad and say, hey, we have to go. And then my dad's worried about my mom's medication. She's like, I only have like one month of her medication. I have to go find the rest. And I said, grab what you can. And let's go. Um, so then we're evacuating through the back. And 
I see one of my old coworkers that I think this is important to note. She's in like my, my parents have this black van that they use for catering jobs. Um, it's like an older econ van. Like you could probably make it into like a small RV if you wanted to. And that's exactly what one of my old coworkers did. But she was so calm. There was like fires all over the place. And she's just very calmly getting in and out of this van as if she doesn't see the fires. And I'm like, okay, she's calm. Maybe I should be calm. Uh, but then I look to my right and there's an old barn um, that then starts to explode. And as it explodes, horses come running out. Um, it's just engulfed by flames. And then all the houses around me are engulfed by flames by this point. We're the only home that is not on fire. So I'm like, everybody needs to go. We need to get the pets out of here. Um, like we have to go. My, you know, my husband's trying to get everybody into these cars. I'm worried about coming after the pets. Um, and it ends because I see my cat kind of going around. I'm like, oh, I really need you. And I'm like, baby, let's go. And I try to pick him up and he's, and he's like kind of looking at me. And I realize that I'm super panicked in the dream because I'm just seeing everything around me just go on fire except for myself. Um, mm -hmm. that I tell myself in this dream, like, you have to wake up right now. Like, your anxiety will be done if you just wake up right now. Just wake up. And so I woke up, and I didn't go to sleep for, like, the next 24 hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now for a second, mm -hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> we'll come back to the dream mm -hmm. part, but for the next part, we're going to do the best you can about not thinking about mm -hmm. the dream. I'm just going to ask you about things in your life. I think we've yes, done this before, right? Okay. Okay. So tell me a couple words to describe your husband. Uh, kind. Uh, takes care of me. Loving. And the friend that he was with going to the neighbor's house, like, did you know that friend? That's a specific person or it just was a friend in the dream? I think it was an old coworker um, that I, it was an old coworker from like one of the jobs that I had, like when I was in my twenties and I didn't know, I guess if I needed to describe that person, I wouldn't know how to describe them. What do you think about them? Like you liked them, you didn't like them. They're lie. They're a liar. Whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you, What would you say about that person? I would say, I think they were about their own self perseverance, which was fine. I don't think they were lying or not trustworthy. I just they cared. They they were gonna be. They were gonna survive. They took care of themselves first. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> okay. And what do what comes to mind when you first think of fire? Pain. And well, actually, it's to pain, and then the fact that I didn't learn how to light a match until I was in my twenties, like late twenties, like twenty nine, about to be thirty. So I've never, I never played mm -hmm. with fire either. Right. 
Okay. Okay. And um, the two people who had the little trash bag, do you, they were people you know or they were just two they people? They were just two people. They were like neighbors of my parents that I've never seen before. Okay. And what do you think was in the trash bag? I know it was their Yeah, stuff, I think it was like their belong, like, probably like clothes maybe and maybe some of like, I don't know, whatever they could grab. And what, like, did you have any, this isn't that important if you don't, don't, because it was kind of a minor thing, but based on whatever you think was in the bag, thinking about those things in real life, in your regular life, were they very precious things? Are they kind of just like random things? I think the one way I can describe what was in the bags is like, you don't need much in life. Like what you, what's actually precious to you, I guess, is very little. Okay. So it's their valuables, what they considered valuable. Okay. And then I'm going to skip for a second. How, how many people do you think were in your house, your parents' house? You said everyone. I feel like, like a lot. I don't know. That I don't know. I know I was having a conversation with one particular high school friends as I saw my husband go across the street but there was a lot of people there like spread out it didn't feel like there was it didn't feel crowded but there just felt like there was a presence of a lot of people in that house okay what about the one I guess the one friend can you describe that person in regular life the high school friend yeah I think also kind, also loving. Um, I feel like our lives have a lot of similarities as well um, in terms of like we've, we've battled with some of the same issues like weight, uh, uh, you know, parent-child relationships. Um, we kind of have similar backgrounds. Okay. Okay. Um, and then tell me same thing. Like describe your mother. In just a few words. Mm. Right now, I'd say she's a little weak uh, because of health. So her health is her health is not well. Needs a lot of. I don't know if the guidance is the right word, but it needs a lot of, like, she needs a lot of help. Okay. And your dad? Also same, except my dad does not, like, does not admit he needs help. Because um, the one thing I just remembered about the dream is that he, she, he was really worried about her medication. And I'm like, but where's your medication? Um, so it's very similar because my dad doesn't express it or doesn't. Um, allow you to know that he needs help. Okay. And what do you think, forgetting the dream, about medication in general? Um, I think that's, I think it's sometimes very necessary, but I think sometimes um, people can overdo medication. 
Okay. And then the worker, the old co-worker who in the dream was in the van, but that person in real life, what's a few words to describe how they are? Uh, definitely radical. Uh, in the best in the best sense of that word. Um, she's a fighter. And she's usually not calm. <laughs> so seeing her calm was also kind of mm. like, wow, okay, why are you so calm? Okay. And what, um, how would you describe horses? So as, as I was saying that, I realized it was part of the other dream that you and I had shared. Um, mm-hmm. They remind me a lot of my childhood in terms of they're not something to be feared, but something to be trained um, because of how I was raised in stables with racehorses. Okay, any, uh, okay. Okay. So I'm just going to go, I was just taking notes while you told the dream, and then I was taking notes while we talked about sort of each part. And um, and I'm just going to go back through it basically with the, my interpretation, but actually before we do that, so I know it wasn't your parents' house in the dream, but what do you associate with the idea of your parents' house? It's usually really empty and dark. And my parents, like my parents, um, they moved far away from like everyone. So they live, I mean, for somebody to go visit them, it takes about an hour and a half minimum for people to get out to them. So the fact that there were so many people there was a little, like it threw me off, but it's because it's, um, it, it is empty. It's usually just them in their house. Uh, not entertaining people. You know, when I was younger, I mean, I haven't lived in my parents' house for a very long time. When I was younger, all I wanted to do was leave the house. <laughs> and there I was trying to like figure out how to preserve the house. Okay. Okay, cool. So, so if we for a second throw out um, the idea, it isn't always the case to do this, but we throw out the idea that the dream is about anything at all that was symbolized and that it's just a metaphor, not just, it, it's a beautiful metaphor for your own personal evolution and growth. Uh, kind of dreams, again, maybe I'll talk about this in a different recording, but dreams, it's not, this one in particular isn't like a premonition type dream. It's it's a integration of growth that you've gone through lately. Mm. So it's already over. It's just telling you and integrating emotionally um, those parts. And so describing it that way, I would interpret this dream to mean that there's an empty or slash dark um, part of you or part of inside of you that um, is being sort of threatened by something painful and 
also that that painful thing you don't know how to control it you don't know how to start it or necessarily stop it it's it's a thing that you don't work with very much or hadn't before and it was coming very close to the emptiness or the dark place and, and I don't know what that what that is or what it means mm-hmm. but the good news is um you your higher self uh you know worked with it but we'll get there in a second so the first thing that happened is the kind loving part of you your the piece of yourself that is kind and loving and takes care of you so self-care we're talking about um was there sort of making sure all the other parts of you were going to be we're paying attention we're going to come together to to sort of escape i guess this threat and leave the empty dark place but that everybody was all the parts of you were coming and um uh, you know, when you first realized that the, that this threat was there, it was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe all of us should just leave this place. Maybe I and all my parts should leave this place and not have anybody else here in this, not any part of me, meaning in this empty, dark spot in my, I'll say, it's not exactly life. It's um, in my psyche, I guess, place maybe that they sometimes go, um, the parts of you. And that the things you really needed to take with you when you're leaving that are very little. And there are some things that are valuable that you can carry with you, but they're, it's not hard, I guess, to, to take them with you as you leave. And um, all, of the, all of the parts of you, like the myriad, this is, this is a really interesting dream because there's not usually so many parts, um, but, it's but it's beautiful because <laughs> No, no. I mean, I mean, how many people there were yeah. in your parents' house representing different, very different and unique parts of yourself. There, We all have that many, but we don't. Um, it's not often that I see people work with all of them at once, which is kind of really cool. So um, all sort of these parts that were hanging out in this empty place sometimes um, were just like, yeah, we're cool here. <laughs> And your higher self is like, no, it's not cool here, you guys. Like, we have to get out of here and go somewhere else. And again, you, you kept coming back to that the, the kind, loving part of yourself who takes care of you was getting them all ready and, and letting them, helping them get ready to leave and saying, we have to go and corralling them, right? And then the piece where was you helping your parents. So that's you, your higher self speaking with two parts of you one part of you that's weak and not well and needs help and then the other part of you that's not well but avoids even acknowledging that they're not well and the stubborn part of you about health and wellness Mm -hmm. um you were taking those parts sort of you know also out of the the emptiness and it's interesting that it was um, you yourself and not the representation of the loving kind one. Because mm. the you yourself is like the wise higher version who was, you know, it's in a way it's like 
I don't necessarily want to be kind and loving to the parts of myself that are weak and not well. And not to say be mean to them or anything like that, but you know what I mean? It's interesting difference that all the other parts are being taken care of by the kind and loving piece of you taking care of yourself really in its parts, but the part of you that's weak um, and maybe not well and needs help, you, you weren't necessarily uh, approaching them with the part of you that's loving, which I think is a good thing. And um, the message about that is that medication is necessary, but be careful not to, to overdo it about those parts that are not well. And then the, the, the bigger, there's a bigger theme about noticing that the part of yourself who is very radical in a positive way and a fighter is going to, that part knows what to do, like kind of follow her. She was calm in the dream. She had an RV van, which is perfect. She can, she's not in the empty place. She can get away quick. She can live there. Like she's good and she's calm and she knows that she can handle it. And it was a reminder to your, to your higher self that you have that resource and that that's the one to listen to in this integration of leaving the emptiness or the darkness or, or dealing with the not well part of you. Right. Um, and then the last piece about the explosion, I forgot to ask you what a barn means to you, but um, there was this thing that you can't control caused um, something related to your childhood to be let loose and potentially something from your childhood or a way of being a part of yourself maybe that is needs trained um, kind of is, is out loose running around but in, in a good way to also escape something painful and maybe needs um, whatever reassurance or kind of calm down like to go catch that part and know that it's important too and it was necessary for it to escape that way in order to not be injured by the pain but but now you can you know do the do with that resource whatever you want put them in a different pen or a different barn or train them in whatever way they need trained and as meaning as a part of yourself um and then the, the thing about the wake up, this is too much, I think is just uh, this level of change and the psyche is a big deal. Um, hugely, like it's like a, you know, some dreams are integrating, I don't know, small growth or something. This is like life-changing integration of um, not living in a place and not living in a place that's empty and dark. And it doesn't mean that you always were, but there was a part of you and lots of parts of you that were, that aren't going to do that anymore. And the part of you that knows um, how to go forward with that is the radical, in a positive way, fighter. Um, but for now, you kind of paused, paused all of that. Like the next, whatever the next part of your growth is, is kind of like, okay, we're getting rid of all of that place and that option and where we're going next meaning you and your parts hasn't happened yet
probably in life. That is so deep, and I wish I had talked to you at four o'clock in the morning when I had that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is deep, but it's you know that's what you that's deep because it's what you did or decided to do in your life. You know, it's not the dream is just a again just an expression of what has already happened, right? an integration of that and then you know if you had another dream after that or in the future or maybe you haven't had it yet I don't know they'll probably be it won't it won't be the same story of the dream I don't think sometimes it is but very rarely it'll be some other story of the dream but it will be the next piece of the the story here in the physical plane about your life and your relationship with yourself and and what goes on in your psyche if that makes sense yes it does it made sense on so many levels. Um, yeah, that was a big, big dream. Yeah, it was. And I was completely perplexed by it. And I was really honestly perplexed by my coworker that was just so calm the entire time. <laughs> and I was, I was just like, and I was also like, you know, you know me personally, Jen, side-eyeing her, like, why is she so calm? <laughs> Like, why is she not freaking out? Like, she usually does. She's acting as if there's no fires around her. And I'm kind of having to yell after, like, hey, hey, hey. Everything's burning down. Um, that's intense. Yeah, yeah. so the, the, the pain, I, I don't know what type of pain, but some kind of pain for you, and particularly a pain that you don't know how to control, um doesn't that that specific pain whatever it is does not impact the part of you that's radical and a fighter yes it yeah i um also just had a realization because i'm looking at the date right now i think when i had this dream was um i'm actually about 99% sure it was when i had to have um when I got my diagnosis last year for my health condition and then had to have a contraption removed. Um, I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's when I actually, that day that I had the dream and I didn't realize it until right now too. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize, I thought it was a more recent dream. I didn't know, but for some reason I thought that. And um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense then also. And um, it's a it's a beautiful, really nuanced piece that, you know, the, the Jonathan in the dream, the part of yourself that is loving and takes care of you and all that stuff, gathered up all the other parts and you dealt with the weak parts. Yeah, which was like, nice. <laughs> could, yeah, and it would be totally me not to be like, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no weakness allowed in this house. <laughs> let's let's uh, get the ball rolling. Um, that's, that's intense. Okay. And it's interesting too that you, you told me, I wrote down when you described your mom and your dad, in both cases, the second description used was not well right yeah I didn't um 
it's crazy because when I, even after I said what I said about my parents, like, you know, not well, I think if I were to be like talking to anybody else outside of this dream, that's not actually how I would describe my parents. Right. So the fact that that's how I described <laughs> I them, I was just like, what? As I was saying, I was just like, why would I describe them this way? But this is like what's coming out. Because this is not how I would describe my parents at all. Um, I mean, they have health issues, but like I would not. I mean, they, they take care of themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, this is intense. And this is really helpful. So thank you. Because... Um, I think a, a part of me um, understanding that I know dreams definitely are part of our psyche that we may not like it's trying to sometimes express what we're feeling then we don't have like like the physical and like in the awake part of us the understanding to be able to express it or to or we're suppressing it I might have been suppressed obviously I was suppressing a lot of this um, that I was just going like what am I missing <laughs> like what am I <laughs> What am I hiding? What am I missing? Because I just didn't get it. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, unless you kind of do this or whatever, or have a practice or, you know, there's many ways of getting information, but most people take their dreams very literally. And like, you know, people come and ask me about, I know I've told you this before, but dream interpretation where in their dream, they killed their mother. And they're really ashamed and worried about that. They don't want to tell anybody that they killed their mother in their dream, but it has nothing to do with their real mother, mm-hmm. you know? And it, usually if you kill somebody in a dream, it's a really good sign uh, as, as far as your psyche goes, but people get afraid of that and make meanings about it that aren't the way it is. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't know anything you could have or should have known or done differently or anything like that. It's just a normal reaction because our dreams are weird and in our societies, they aren't valued and, you know, we take medicine so that we don't remember our dreams. We get very disconnected. So it's not something that people talk about a lot. Right. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing your dream. I mean, it's, you know, as now we see, it's very intimate usually. Um, and thanks everybody for listening. If you're interested in your own dream interpretation session, you can check out our website, which is Sacred Waters L I C, like Long Island City, dot com. And we also occasionally have dreaming workshops, which cover interpretation and many other things. So you can check and see if we are offering that at the moment. Usually we do those in the fall time. Also follow us on Instagram, which is at Sacred Waters LIC. And you can watch there also at our Facebook page for more information about events.